Welcome back to the Sideshow Podcast with Hello. Michelle and Justin. Uh-huh. Another fantastic week. Hope everybody's uh, having a good one. Uh, you Are you having a, a good time so I far? I am having a good time so far. I wanted to tell you this week about my uh, little trip to Vegas oh, with boy. my mother. Oh, did you do the... Uh, oh, hold on. I got to hit this first. No. So I could do we this. You didn't do it. You did it? <laughs> there was no... There was no Magic Mike happening? In no, there? I couldn't talk to her. I couldn't get her to go see the Magic Mike live show again. Although I kind of yeah. wanted to. Um, because I saw it and it was wonderful. And I want to go see it again. But she was just not taking it. We away. now have, you and I, Michelle Cube, we have two events on the books that have to get done. Yes. I'm, gonna, I'm even going to put a deadline that the Magic Mike situation must happen within the calendar year, I feel. I feel okay. like we have to. I work good with a deadline. I don't know about you. But uh, we need to, A, get me to Magic Mike, yes. maybe even my bride. That, um, I, that would be hilarious. It would be good times will be had. Although I, don't I don't think, think Tim, Tim. Yeah, Tim. No, was, Tim would go play poker. I don't know if he would go. Uh, to, he's not going to go to the show. Tim, maybe we go during Shark Week. Maybe, maybe. Tim can stay at home and watch Shark Week. <laughs> and then we go to Magic Mike. Uh, and then the other thing is, I, for anybody not in the Southern California area that listens to the show, it's I, I don't know if this is a, a bigger thing, mm-hmm. but Drag Queen Bingo. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It is. It, it is so much fun. I've been twice now for two fundraisers. Now, I wanted to ask you about Drag Queen, because it's in West Hollywood at yep. Hamburger Mary's, yep. right? Which is, I've heard about it for years. I've never gone. I've always wanted to go. And um, so I was, and I had texted you the other day, said, well, what about us going like uh, the day before my birthday, which is happens to be a Sunday because it's a Sunday night, right? Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Um, well, yeah, no, Sunday night. It's early. It, it, they do two shows. I'm sorry. And I didn't know if you make a reservation for it or you just show up. You could do both. Okay, because I'm trying to get a couple more people to come with us so we have like a group of six or eight people because I think that would be a lot of fun. It, oh, my gosh. I hear it is a ton of fun. They, I actually wanted uh, Bill on KFI AM640 to do a success from scratch story about it, the guy who started it because he it's such a fascinating story about this guy. Basically, um, you know, he was uh, when the AIDS epidemic was happening, mm. um, he was working uh, in a pharmacy um, trying to help keep the spirits up of people who had because when you had when you got AIDS way back then, it was a death sentence. Yeah. And basically people would, oh, you know, couldn't even imagine, waste yeah. all their money and just kind of spend all their money to try to keep treatment. But once they came up with the treatment, they needed a way to try to help these people who were spending a lot of money on the treatment to try to help support them to live just every day. So they would actually start, they would do these events, um, one of them being a bingo event, to help raise money for this organization that would help people who were suffering from HIV and AIDS to just kind of day-to-day living expenses and have people, you know, spend time with them. It morphed into a bigger thing where now they do a different charity every single time. But the guy who started it basically made they've made, I think it's like seven million dollars for different charities over the last 15 years. Um, and they pick a different charity every single time. And so when you go and you spend your money, it's going to the charity. It's it's a whole lot of fun. And it not only do you have the benefit of it all going to a great cause. I'm not kidding. I'm not. It is a fantastic, fun really? show. Like it's vulgar. And, but just so playful and fun. Uh, they like. There's so many great. I, I. I. It doesn't spoil it, but there's so many great games. Like one of the things they do if you get a if you call bingo and then they check it and you don't have bingo, mm-hmm. they like bring you, a, you right with like a paddle. <laughs> it's like with you a call paddle, a fake bingo. 
And so you go up there. They make you put your hands on the table, and an eight foot tall drag, a, a black man in drag, is like going, "No, no, give me all that ass. I want all that ass. Stick it out there. Don't be toying with me." And then she goes, and then she, everybody yells, "No false bingos!" And they just hit him on the ass hard. <laughs> It is so great. And I hear the food is good. The Food's drinks great. Are good, drinks so are great. It's, it's a, a lot It's an all-around great time. But um, you went so to yeah. Vegas. I'm sorry. I was so, distracted. No, that's okay. So we went to Vegas. And on the way to Vegas, we stopped at this place, this new place. Um, well, we stopped at the coach store in the Barstow Outlets, which is always kind of a dangerous thing. Is that a recurring thing? You always stop? Oh, yeah. Always, every year. Like it? once a year, I'll go buy a new purse. But I'll always buy one that's like in the clearance rack. Because usually I'll get one that's. Already 60% off, and then it's another 60% off because you have the day you go in. Feel free to tell me this is none of my business. Mm-hmm. I only bring this up because Natalie had a friend, a coworker who got a coach purse, and it was, I want to say, like two grand or more. Like They can be. The ones I buy, the regular price, like the one, one of them, this one, I'll hold it up. Yeah. This one I That's bought, nice. which is like a kind of a tote style purse. Mm-hmm. The, the regular price of this purse was $385. I would never spend $385 right. for a purse. So when I went in there, it was in the clearance section. So it was marked down to $195, but then it was 60% off of that, and then an additional 20% off of that for That's whatever awesome. reason because it was a – so it was basically I paid eighty not even $80 for this purse. Which is uh, normal. Like a purse I think normal. anywhere from eight, like 50 to 100 bucks. once is, a year and buy a purse right, for exactly. 80 bucks. I don't feel guilty. Natalie had a coworker who was giving her crap because Natalie goes to Baskin-Robbins uh, here in Burbank about three times a week. So much so that she is a part of the training there when they hire a new employee. <laughs> they see her walking in. They go, get the washroom ready. Yeah, they say, they, they start her order. I'm not kidding. They start her order, and then when she walks in the door, they say, uh, regular or large. <laughs> and then she says, oh, it's a large day. I needed a little extra. And so they start making her order, and when they have new employees, they, they train. They go, "This is there's a woman, Natalie. That's she awesome. She drives a Toyota Camry because she's living it up. Anyway, I'm sorry. So anyway, so when we go to Vegas, we stop. It used to be we would stop in Barstow, actual Barstow, the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now there's the Barstow outlets that have all kinds of restaurants. So we stop there. Uh, and then for a time, we were stopping in Baker, which is now kind of a shithole. Oh, really? Like if you drive, because Baker is about an hour and a half past uh, Barstow. So Baker is like halfway between Barstow and Vegas. Okay. So... Baker's kind of a shithole. Like it really, the only thing good in Baker and right now is the Alien Fresh Jerky store because they really built it up kind of cool. And they've got like a next time you go, like with the kids, you should I stop think there. I've seen it. You could see it's right? like a spaceship yeah, yeah, looking yeah, yeah, thing yeah. and yeah, the yeah, building. Yeah. It's just all beef jerky and nuts and stuff that you probably can't eat That's anymore right. because it's diverticulitis. But um, <laughs> but it's a cool little stop. It's the only thing worth anything in Baker. So, um, but now there's a place in Yermo called Eddie World, and it's right off the freeway. Like you can see it; it's past uh, Baker. So when you when you come up on it, you see this big giant ice cream sundae looking thing on the right side of the road as you're driving to Vegas. And if you get off the freeway there, there's this big place, and it's called Eddie World, and it's supposed to be the have the cleanest bathrooms of any stop in Vegas. <laughs> Why like, that's a big jerky, deal. Yeah, why is jerky a clean bathroom selling point? I don't know. But what marketing I, I class these people go to? Because when you're driving to Vegas, a lot of the rest stops that are brand new are always closed. 
So people used to stop in Barstow at Barstow Station because the McDonald's had like a shit ton of so, bathrooms. You know, it's funny is while you're talking about Baker, I'm sitting there going that Barstow is a stop. Baker is essentially the gas station on your way to Vegas. Exactly. Like that's your, but and now it's it's not even so, that. It's the bathroom, right? So Eddie World has this big giant gas station where you can get gas. So it's got tons tons of pumps, but they also have this big giant store. And when you walk into the store, it's got a ton of like candy and nuts and all kinds of like snacky stuff, mm-hmm. and it's got a shit ton of stuffed animals, and it's a really cool place. But they also have um, they have really great food. They have pizza. They have sushi, which I never would eat at a at a uh, you know stop between uh, L.A. and Vegas. It's fine. They got the cleanest bathroom. But apparently, it's a big deal there. They have like, this really cool executive chef that's worked for some of the finest restaurants and has like all this seafood flown in once a day. It's I don't know. It's the really, dichotomy of the cleanest bathrooms and really good sushi. I don't. But they also have handmade ice cream there. So they have a little section that you can go get ice cream, which is also really cool. That sounds awesome. And the bathrooms are really cool. Like, I, they are because they're, they're bathrooms what? that are, I know this is so crazy, but the bathrooms are really cool because they're bathrooms that have floor to ceiling doors. So it's not like, you know, a regular bathroom. with the, Like for the stall, you mean? The stall is yeah, like yeah, floor yeah. to ceiling. And then on the, the, uh, the little, uh, thing to open the door, the uh-huh. handle to open the door on the way out, it has like a self, it has a piece of plastic on it. And when you open the door, it goes, and then a new piece of plastic comes. So you don't have to worry about like, you know, the door handle wow. being itchy. Yeah, it's really kind of cool. You have to stop next time you guys go that way. You have to just stop and just see it. It's kind of an experience. We don't really go that way, but I feel like I am interested in going just for the ice make cream. A trip. My wife loves ice cream. Yeah, it's a really good ice cream. And so clearly the basket robins and, uh, and just for this. Just yeah, for this. it's in the same place where if you guys ever wanted to go, you could stop at Eddie World. And then if you go the other way across the freeway, the other way, you go up to the ghost town. Oh, OK. Like, you know, the ghost town's not that far away. So you can kind of make it a day. So anyway, so we did that. So my mom and I went to Vegas because I had some free nights mm-hmm. and she was dying to go to Vegas. She needed to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. So I took I was take I took her to Vegas just to have a good time. And I was kind of dreading the trip this time because my mom becomes obsessed with things uh, in her life. And the one thing I can remember she got really obsessed with was uh, was the Gilmore Girls, the TV show. And I only know about the Gilmore Girls because Tim used to watch the Gilmore Girls. And I used to go to his house and he'd be watching it in the middle of the afternoon when he was living by himself. Like a tissue? Or no, is it, it that's that's like a it's like a sassy comedy or it's is like it, a sassy comedy relationship kind so of. So it's not a tearjerker about a mom and a daughter. They had a few yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Melissa right. McCarthy was on the show for a while, when but it wouldn't be the, listed as a sitcom. It'd be listed as like a drama, yeah. but it's funny more than it is serious. I would I say yeah. Okay, I get you. I'm with so you. So anyway, so my mom got so obsessed. She gets so obsessed with shows that when they don't end the way she expects it to end, she gets very very upset. Like, like, never going to watch it again. We'll go and read fan fiction that has the show ending in different ways. So for a while, she was obsessed with Gilmore Girls. Then she got obsessed with this show, um, Lucifer, which was uh, on TV. That looks is, good. I haven't seen it. It's really good. And apparently they canceled it, so she's really upset. But Netflix picked it up. Oh, good. So she's happy now. God bless Netflix. But anyway, she's recently <laughs> obsessed with... Fifty Shades of Grey. 
So uncomfortable. This, this has led to many odd, uncomfortable conversations in our home when we've had significant events at our house, whether it be a party or a get together. So this is it. Cause what would be more uncomfortable? You and Tim and moms hanging out for dinner and 50 shades of gray come up or now you've got other friends there and your mom. Yes. It's all embarrassing. It's all, but okay. So it's all a lose because what's happening now with the 50 shades thing is her thing is, I didn't know that this existed. Do people actually do this? Did they actually tie each other up? Do they- so she interested in like uh, like Diane Fossey gorillas in the mist? She wants to observe this, or she's like she's interested in the whole concept. Well, she's interested in the story between the guy. Yeah, one. It was a terrible, terrible, terribly written book. Like I don't what? know if you tried to read the book. It's a terribly written. book. It's porn for chicks, though. It's a terrible, terrible. I tried to read the book, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is this woman cannot write. It is terrible." So I couldn't even finish the book. But it is basically like soft porn. Well, yeah. not soft porn, but porn for chicks. And so they ended up making movies out of it. So they have three books, and they ended up making movies. And so now she is obsessed with it. So now this is a woman who's never. I don't think she ever ever had the conversation with me about sex. When I was growing up, I don't remember ever having that conversation. But now she's talking about it all the time. But now she's asking about what these, what certain phrases mean. Like, honey, what's your safe word? What's teabagging or what's like, she, she had a last time she came over, she had a list of phrases and she was sitting there asking my husband what they meant. Now, is Tim loving this or is he also uncomfortable? I think he loves it. I think it's what's, great. What's happening is what, you know, as she, we would answer, like, he's like, how did you not know what that means? It's right there in the word, what it is. <laughs> you know, how did you not know? She's I don't know. I didn't know any of this stuff. And so then Tim, we would start, <laughs> we would start to throw <laughs> phrases at her. <laughs> that that were just like dirty Sanchez or whatever, <laughs> and so she's writing them down. <laughs> like, and she's like, "I'm gonna look that up when I get home." Does your I'm mom like, have? Do the, not look it up. Does don't she have the internet? Up. She does. Oh, I'm like, don't look it up. So anyway, she's obsessed. Got to make Urban Dictionary her homepage. <laughs> she she's obsessed with Fifty Shades of Grey. So she's obsessed with the movie and the relationship and why they this relationship happened and the way so she's asking millions of questions about it and I'm just I could care less because it's a fucking movie. Yeah. It's a terrible book. It's a terrible movie. It's all horrible. Yeah, but this is great. This but is, it is kind of funny to see your mother obsessed. More than kind of. With Fifty Shades of Grey. More than kind of. Oh, I wish I could be like, yeah, this is this is so, I like the comfort too. I like the comfort. Like, why does the tea bag? Yeah. Like just her being able to sit there and go, oh. She's like, I don't understand this relationship between like, I don't understand like why he was the way he was. And then she came along and all of a sudden he's this way. And I'm like. So no part, you don't have to, you have to, you don't have to have the unbearable conversation of, you know, uh, I, I think I want to find somebody to tie me up. It's, or no, it's stuff. not all about the sex part. It's just about this. She's really more into the dynamic yeah, of like of how she wh- changed him. Yeah. How did she change him? And he was this way. And why was he this way? And he says a woman, you know, an older woman. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's all fucking fiction. <laughs> Get over it. Oh, she's trying to psychoanalyze fictional characters. She's trying to psychoanalyze. Yes. And she does it with everything. When when uh, in Gilmore, Gilmore Girls, Girls, she used to do it with Gilmore Girls when Luke and Lorelai, when they weren't together and why weren't they together and they should be together. And why does the show, 
Why why don't they know that that's what they should be? They should be. I'm like, oh my god, these are fake characters. You got to get her into the guild, uh, to the Americans. I do. Then, I don't know if she'll watch it though, because I think it's not. I think it's too much. It's too much information. Oh, I see. Okay. Like she likes a lighter relationshipy okay. kind of thing. The Americans is about more than I that. like. I like that the Americans is too much, but Fifty Shades of Grey just oh, right. Oh Lord, just... I swear to God, it was. Anyway, when we uh, come back from the break, I want to go into a little bit of um, what happened when we were in Vegas. All right. All right. So we'll we'll cover that when we come back. <laughs> I'm still. I love Elvis. I can't get over. I'm gonna. I'm going to obsess about your mom talking about Fifty Shades oh. of Grey for quite a few weeks now. It is so uncomfortable. Like, and I'm not shy when it comes to talking yeah, about that's sex. A, yeah. You know, but with your mom. It, no, I, that's not a conversation I need to have. I don't need to answer her questions about what sexual things mean. And one day I was at her house. We'll go back to this for a second. I was hanging out at her house because my husband was playing poker so uh, nearby. So he was out playing poker. I was hanging out at my mom's house because I was going to go pick him up after the game. And uh, and I'm reading a book, and she's like, I'm going to watch a movie, and you're probably not going to like it. I'm like, please tell me you're not putting 50 shades of and so she's watching Fifty Shades of Grey, but she's watching it, the, the TV version of Fifty Shades of Grey. So, like, the Fox version of Fifty Shades of Grey, uh-huh. which, of course, they cut out all the, like, really significant stuff. Uh-huh. But meanwhile, I'm there's this scene where, you know, uh, the chick in the movie, I can't even remember her name, um, she is going through this, uh, this uh, contract with the guy about what she's going to do and what she won't do sexually. Uh-huh. And so they go through and she's like, okay, you see, um, anal fisting, cut that, you know, cross that off. And my mom's like, what does that mean? I'm like, I'm not answering your questions right now. I don't understand. You've watched this about 50 times. <laughs> Look it up. So great. Uh, all right. So what happened in okay, Vegas? So we went to Vegas. Cause I will sit here and talk about you the whole I rest know. of the year. The I'll have, I will have happens. more of, of my mom and 50 states of gray as we move. <laughs> Move on uh, through this podcast. But anyway, we went to Vegas because I had some free nights at the Wynn. Mm-hmm. Just kind of hurting right now because Steve Wynn uh, got in a little bit of trouble. What did he do? Is he Me Too too? Yeah. he. Well, uh, many years ago, he ma- he had a settlement with this woman who used to work as a, a manicurist in his uh, hotel at the Wynn in Las Vegas. And uh, he he claims he didn't do anything, but he paid her like seven million dollars. So come on, I mean that's a lot for nothing. She yeah, she had complained that he had harassed her, and there were a couple of other incidents of people who said he harassed them and stuff like that. So anyway, it, it became such a big deal that he had to basically step down from his own company. So he doesn't run the day to day operations of the wind anymore. So I was kind of curious uh, to see if anything had changed. I mean, it was relatively. I, I, what am I kidding? I had fucking free rooms. Yeah. I was gonna go stay. So I had three free nights at the win. Uh, they were going to give me three hundred dollars in free credit, free play. Wow! And plus some um, free uh, buffet things, uh, buffet meals for two. So I figured, why not go? Right? It's not going to cost me anything. Right. So, so I took my mom, and uh, because I like to play, and she will play. You know, we could kind of play separately and together. She'll leave me alone because I like to play. It's a very solitary thing. 
Oh, really? When I like to play, uh, yeah. Unless you have somebody who really like likes to play your kind of games. My mom likes to play video poker. I like to play the other kinds of uh, slot machines that have bonus games. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm that's because when we maybe that's why because it was part of when we went with the listeners who bid to win going gambling with yeah. you or whatever, and we all went. Like you were very social. Like. Uh, it was, it was, yeah, fun. but you have to be around the right people. Oh, and my okay. mom is not the right person. <laughs> like she has to go play her game and I have to play mine. She's playing video poker and you're playing Britney Spears slots. And, uh, and she's still yeah. asking about teabagging. Right. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> so, so anyway, so we were staying at the win and, uh, we were playing there for a while and, uh, I had, uh, I was looking for my favorite machine, which I can't find now. And I don't know if they moved it. They only had two of them left. It was a monopoly game. And it was called it was called Monopoly Party Train, and it was uh, basically it was a penny machine where the max bet was I think three dollars at the time, so you had to play three hundred coins at the time. And I had know this, what a train is now. And <laughs> it had I was like, please don't watch Human Centipede. Mom. Um, so I I was I was looking for this game, and it was making me crazy because I couldn't find it, and I looked everywhere. I looked all it's not in its usual place, and sometimes they move it around. Um. It was one of those games that was older, and I figure at some point they're probably going to get rid of it because there was only two of them, and it has this great bonus game where when you hit the bonus, you pick a character on the train, and it goes it's either 10 times or wild reel or whatever, and then you get all these free games based on how many, you know, where you are on the board. So it's a great game. I've racked up a ton of money playing that game before. I've made eight, $900 on that machine every almost every time I go. I make a pretty significant amount of money. So I was trying to find this machine. I couldn't find it. So I was playing some other games. Uh, one of the other games I like is a quick hit game, which is basically a game that has uh, a shit ton of pay lines. But usually the max bet on those games is about $1.50. So you're paying 150 coins at a time. It's a penny mm-hmm. machine. But it has these little symbols called quick hits. And they can show up anywhere on the reels. And um, if you get three or more, if you get three, you get your bet back. So you get your dollar fifty back. If you get uh, four, you get a little more than that. But once you get five, six, seven, eight, or nine of these little quick hit symbols anywhere on the board, they don't have to be on a pay line or anything, um, then you can make significant money. Like if you get five, you win like a mini jackpot, which is like 50 bucks. And then the, if you get six, you win like 80 bucks. If you get seven, you win 200 bucks. If you get eight, you win... 1500 bucks. If you get nine, you win 10,000. So it's kind of cool because they can show up anytime. And I've won playing those games before. And so I was playing that game for a while and I was, you know, doing pretty well. And then I was looking for another game and I came across this game called uh, Red Phoenix. And it was, it's also a penny machine. For some reason, penny machines have been paying me pretty well. But I was playing this game and um, it's just kind of a cool, regular. Five lines, so you've got three lines across, top, middle, and bottom, and then the, the diagonal lines are also winnable. And it was like a $5 bet at a time, so it was like 500 coins. So it was kind of steep, but I wanted to play it. So I was playing it, um, when I, and all of a sudden I started, it just kept racking up money. And it, I ended up winning about $500 on this game, Jeez. you know, this one night. And I thought, well, this is great. It's, it had a bonus game and everything. It was kind of cool. And I thought, great. It was getting kind of late, so I thought, well... <laughs> I'm going to come back and play this machine again tomorrow. I figure I made 500 bucks. Let me, you know, go and and try again tomorrow. So I go back the next day to play the same game. And there's a lady standing there with her husband, an Asian couple, and who don't speak very good English. And they were just standing there staring at the machine. 
And I don't know if they were trying to figure it out or what, but I was, I really wanted to play this game <laughs> again. And I was sort of getting annoyed because they were kind of standing not you close can't go enough. And say, are you going to play? Well, they like... were not close enough to the machine for uh... me to be comfortable. Like if they were not far enough away for me to be comfortable to just go and sit down, it kind of looked like they were going to play, but they weren't sure. And so finally I, I said, I just kind of indicated, are you going to play? And he's like, and they kind of put, brushed me away. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was pissed. So I was like, fuck you. I'm going to play the machine next to it. There are two machines right next to each other. Same kind of game, but different symbols. So it wasn't a red phoenix. It was something else. So I sit down at the game next to it. And the lady sits down next to me. And I put $100 in the machine, right? So I'm playing like $5 at a time. And and two or three spins into it, I'm starting to get some decent money. It's paying me 50 It's paying me 75 It's whatever. So the lady next to me... <laughs> was driving me crazy because she was playing a dollar at a time and she and I kept looking at what she was hitting and she kept hitting these significant jackpots where if she would have played five dollars the whole max bet she would have won a thousand dollars she would have won five hundred dollars I kept and so it was making me nuts and I at one point I got so annoyed because they they were like looking at what she got on the screen and it was like, oh, big win. But it gave her like 50 bucks because she only played like a dollar. And I looked at what she had on the symbol. And I finally, I, I turned to her husband who spoke a little bit of English. And I said, tell her to bet the max bet. And he goes, why? And I said, because that, if she would have, if you would have bet the max bet, she would have won $1,500 right then. And so she kept hitting these things. And so, but she wouldn't. She wouldn't play the max bet. So it was making me nuts. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna ignore them now. Yeah. And I'm praying that she's gonna leave because I'm thinking the machine is hot and yeah. let her leave and I'll move over there. So, so I'm playing the game next to her. And again, I'm kind of you know give and take, give and take, give and take. And then all of a sudden, bam! I hit something on this machine. I was like, what? First, I was I wasn't sure what I hit. And then I looked because it was a double, triple diamond thing. So I had a double diamond, a triple diamond, a double diamond, and some sevens. And I'm like. Oh wow! I hit a pretty good one there, right? And so it was. But then the, the thing comes up and it says hand pay, and you know when you hit hand pay, you hit a jackpot. Oh! So I hit uh, for fifteen hundred dollars. Nice. So I was like, cool. That's maybe there was a reason why she wouldn't was standing there for the side so playing this game. Maybe there was a reason that 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 God made this yeah. impossible woman next to me, <laughs> so I couldn't play this game. So I hit for fifteen hundred dollars. The girl comes over and she takes my info. Have you won a jackpot with us? I'm like, yeah, I won one last year. And so she's like, okay, I'll be right back. So she leaves and she comes back and she hand pays me my $1,500. And uh, and then I play for just a little bit more. And then I realize about uh, 50 bucks into my continued play that this machine is done. Like it's not going to pay off anymore, I could tell. Because it wasn't even doing anything. So so then, so I leave, right? And I, and I never come back to a machine. You know, because if I leave, I don't want to see it pay off for anybody else. Right. So I figure, hey, I made a really good amount of money. I basically just put a hundred bucks in that machine, the hundred bucks from what I won the night I made before, 1500. and I made fifteen hundred. So then later, I'm walking around and I notice that the this couple had left. So I sit down at this Red Phoenix machine and I win for another four or five hundred bucks. It's like four fifty. So I'm like, okay, that that's good. I'm leaving now. Let me go leave. So it was making me think about because I was posting pictures like on, on Instagram and stuff. And it was making me think about because people were asking me, how did you do that? How did you do that? I'm like, there's a, I have this slot strategy. <laughs> and everybody thinks it's bullshit. But let me tell you something about a casino, okay? The reason why I get 
comp nights at the Wayne is because of how much money I'm putting through the machine. Not how much money I of my money I'm putting through the machine, how much of their money I'm putting through the machine. So when you think about it like this, because a lot of people think to, to get a lot of those comps and stuff that you have to play a you're lot of money. You're essentially buying them. Yeah, you're essentially buying Indirectly, them. Indirectly, right. And you're not. But when you think about it like this. So if you're playing a machine, and right now penny machines are a big deal, and you can play up to five bucks at a time on most penny machines. The casino only cares how much money is going through that machine at any, give, any given period of time. So if I sit down and I put $100 in a machine, or even 50 Let's say I put 50 bucks in a machine and I play for three hours without ever putting any more money back in the machine. To me, in my mind, I've only played 50 bucks in the casino's mind. I played a lot more than that, because if you think about it, if I'm playing five dollars at a time and I can pull the lever three times every minute, right? Three, three times times five is what? Fifteen, right? That's. Every, that's $15 a minute I'm putting through the machine. So times that by 60 minutes, right? So let's see. I'm doing it at like times 60 minutes. That's $900 that's going through the machine every hour. If I play three hours, that's $2,700 that's going through the machine. Mm. So the casino, that's how much money is going. To me, I only put in 50 bucks. So that's why I have this strategy of, of, of playing on slots, and it's a really simple strategy. I always tell people this. Everybody's been asking me about it, so I thought I would talk a little bit about it here. Yeah. So here's a slot strategy. Number one, before you walk into a casino, you need to know how much you're willing to walk away without. So put, give yourself a limit. For me, it's usually $300. $300 means I could lose that money, and it's not going to affect whether or not I could pay my mortgage, right, right. whether I could pay a bill. It's money that I'm having fun with, so it's not going to bother me if I lose it. I mean, it'll bother me a little right. bit. I know what you mean, though. But, but yeah, it's money I could afford to lose. And you see so many people at casinos who are betting money that they don't have. Number two, have a really positive attitude. You cannot walk into a casino with a bad attitude. My husband is, is the definition of this. He never wins on slot machines because he has a bad attitude. I keep telling him it's because you have a bad attitude and you're a cooler. So stay away from me when I play. Because if I could be winning and doing well on a machine, and if he walks up, nothing. But as soon as he walks away, I'll hit a bonus or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to have a really you have to have good attitude. You have to have good attitude. Number three, play a machine where you know what's going on. And there are so many machines nowadays that have so many pay lines, whatever. You don't have to know everything that's going on, but you have to know the basics. And the basics usually are: is there a bonus game? If I play the max bet. Am I going to be able to play the bonus game? Because what happens sometimes is you'll have you'll sit down on a game that has a bonus game, but if you don't play the max bet and you get a bonus, you don't get to play the bonus game. Mm. So you have to look and make sure that that works. And is that always on like the around the edges? Are they it's all usually around the edges, or there's something that that that'll be on there that you could touch that says pays. And when you touch it, it'll show you kind of here are the pay lines, here are the biggest symbols. So you want to know the big symbols. You want to know which symbols are going to get you the most money. What's going to get you a bonus game and whatnot? So you need to know the basics of that. Now, in any any uh, machine, especially a machine that has like five, you know, reels across and you know three up and down, usually you need to have at least three symbols of the similar uh, of that look the same across in one pay line to get any money back. So you have to have three sevens that connect or whatever. You can't have one seven here, one seven on the first reel, one seven on the third reel, and one seven on the five reel. You can't you know get that. 
So you have to kind of know the basics of what you're looking at and then always play the max bet. Because for me, it's never worth it to pay anything less than the max bet. Because if you get your highest, you know, uh, win mm-hmm. on a machine and you're not playing the max bet, you're not going to win the jackpot. You're, never, you're not going to win it. You're going to get a portion of it. You're not probably not going to play a bonus game if you hit a bonus game. Then after that, always cash out when you double your money. This is a big thing. And this is like people and this it's so easy to not do this. But if you do it, it makes it uh, so much more fun. So let's say you put $50 in a machine. And you kind of give and take and give and take, and it gives you a little bit of money, and then it takes a little away, gives you a little bit. If you can make it to $100 in credit, so you put 50 bucks in, if you can make it to $100 in credit, cash that sucker out. Take the little ticket, put in another 20 bucks or, th- or 50 bucks, and then see if you could double that. Because then you figure if you double everything that's in your wallet, that's a great deal, right? right? And if you don't double your money, before you play that 50 bucks or that 20 bucks down to zero, if you don't double it, then move on to another machine because that machine's not going to pay. Mm. Okay. So that's the big thing is doubling when you double your money cash out. It's super easy to do. Like if you, if you put 50 bucks in and then you win $300, it's super easy for you to go, well, I already made $250. Let me play down to 200 and then I'll pull my money. And then out. you're like, now I'm going to play down to 150 Exactly. Because you you bargain with you. And I used to do that in the beginning until I realized it, the, the power of just cashing out when you get to doubling your money. And then you just pick it up and leave. And then you go. And no, so you have to just know when you've got double so your you money. So you would literally in. cash out. If you put 50 in, you cash out at 100 you would put another 50 put bucks another in. Another 50 bucks in, try to double it. if you lost all that 50 you would move on. I would move on to another right. machine. Okay, I see. Yeah, and because the, then that machine's not paying. That's a way of like kind of maximizing the return. Exactly. Because I think what happens in Vegas, and, and, and Indian casinos here in California are getting uh, a better at this too. In Vegas, they have specific rules regarding how the payouts have to be. And in most slot machines have to have a 98% payout, <coughs> meaning – I should have used the cough button there. That's okay. Um, meaning that for every 100 times that you pull the, the lever or you press the button, 98 times it's going to give you something back, whether it be your entire bet back or a portion of your bet back. So every you know, 98 times out of 100, you should be getting something. Mm-hmm. So some machines aren't that, you know, you could play 20 bucks and it'll never pay you anything. And just the machines probably not, you know, somebody else may sit down and a hundred percent of the time it might pay them something. So um, you always look for those kinds of machines and those machines are usually machines. Um, I think the lowest Vegas could have is like 96.5% of a payout. So you have to look for machines that have 97% payout or above and those are usually machines that have like some kind of a progressive jackpot where if you hit the the triple diamond sevens all the way across, you win the million dollars or whatever. Um, but always play a game that's got a bonus game because a lot of times it's a bonus game where you're going to make all your money. Like in that Britney game, you know, that and, and she used to be, I think, a $4 bet like a, on the penny machine. But in the Britney game, if you hit three of the little bonus things, you got to play these bonus games where you could really rack up a lot of credits. So you play a game where you're picking bottles until you get three bottles that are X or whatever, or you get an extra spin or you get free games or something like that. So that's where you can make a lot of your money is in and, the bonus and game. And 
based on what your earlier math was, is that if you're playing bonus games, that's just longer that you're there at that machine. Right. Which is, in their mind, that's you just rolling. They just through. want you to sit at the machine for as long as possible. That's why Vegas has no clocks. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want you to, to think about the passage of time. That's why you don't know if you're sitting in a casino, whether it's day or night. Yeah, no Most windows. of the time, they want you to play as long as possible. And in the end, the house will always win. And so you have to think of the, like, the strategy of how you could um, take advantage mm-hmm. of the house. And for me, it's always been, it's always worked for me successfully, this idea of cashing out when you double your money. There are some times where I've gone to Vegas and every machine I've sat down and I put 20 bucks in, nothing pays. So then I'm like, okay, nothing's paying. I'm going to go to a different casino and just see if something else will pay there. Hmm. Because there, there are just some times that are like that. But I would say the majority of the times I've been to Vegas, I've won a good amount of money, whether it be $1,500 is usually, I think the most I've won in a jackpot, quote unquote, is like $2,500. Um, but you can win a pretty good amount of money if you kind of stick to a strategy. And mm-hmm. everybody thinks the strategy is bullshit, but I'm telling you, it's not. Also, the other thing is look for a machine that faces a big crowd of people. So look for machines that are on the end of a cap. So if there's a group of a machine, the same kind of machine, find the machine where the most traffic walks by. Because a lot of times casinos want those machines to be paying so some so people see it as they're walking by going, oh, those machines are paying really well. We should play here. That's for some reason. I, it, it, it that, makes, no, that makes a lot of sense. And the thing, the only thing when I when you first told me about this, the only thing that seemed kind of iffy was the positive attitude thing. Mm-hmm. But what I'm realizing now hearing you talk about it is that the positive attitude keeps your mind clear, I think, yes. to be aware of everything else. Exactly. It's not about juju. It's Well, it can be. Right. But for me, it's always like I just have fun because, like I said, I'm not I'm not playing the, the rent money. I'm not playing yeah, the mortgage. Yeah. And, and I've seen way too many people playing games that are desperate to win. And when you're desperate to win, that energy, I feel like, just kind of feels... You can't think. You, you can't, can't think. You it's going to lead you to more likely not do the thing where it's like, I lost, I, I've doubled it, right. I'm not going to cash out. Or or now it's not paying out, i got to move on. Because you're going, I'm going to win on the Any next minute. spin. I'm going to win Any the next minute. one. Yeah. Next one's going to win. So when you have that attitude, it just permeates everything. So I think when you have a positive attitude and you're having fun and you're having a good time, and if a machine pays me a hundred bucks, I'm like, hey, thank you, now you're Red Phoenix. Even more fun. Thank you, Red Phoenix. Let me get. <laughs> let's see that again. And all of a sudden, the machine's like, hey, you know. Should... I like the hand dance exactly. you do, where you do it like it it's works. Like you're blessing the machine. I do. do there are some people who do that, and it's but there but people who have negative, crappy attitudes. I don't like to play near them. I don't like to play anywhere near those people. That's I like fun. to just have a fun. Fun, that is uh that's a good time so that's my slot strategy. so that's your slot strategy and uh now you have it and uh and you can you can now everybody go become millionaires yes. at slot machines i think i'm going to make it a career yes i think you should <laughs> i mean at least it, especially in retirement i mean why, why, not why not do that why not just don't bet money you can't afford to lose <laughs> it's very easy you can catch justin on the dad podcast uh, yes every week right New yes every week. every week although at this past month because of all my health crap i'm uh, i'm a little bit behind on episodes <laughs> but uh but yeah dad dad pod the dad podcast.com if you want to do that you can also hear him every thursday on kfi am 640 with Doing gary and shannon parenting stuff with gary and shannon and then uh you can follow michelle uh, well technically it's princess on instagram yeah. watch this at P G K the Chi. Yes. I did it. Princess Grace Kelly the, the Chi. Chi. Yeah. Oh. 
It's a good and feed. Check can, it out. You can follow me on Twitter at Prod Michelle. You can follow Justin at iPodcast Justin. iPodcast Justin on Twitter, uh, at Dad Podcast on Instagram, Home with Justin. If you are in the Southern California area and you need a realtor and you want to have an excuse to uh, sit and listen to me talk to you more, uh, then you can reach out to me, Justin, at VonKeithProperties.com is my email address, and I can help you. If you have a question about renting your house, if you uh, need a contractor, somebody to fix something for you, all that stuff, I can help you out. My wife does home loans. It's uh, I'm, Right after this, I'm headed to an open house. That's okay. what I'm going to go to. Uh, so, all right. I think we got all of that. Oh, Facebook. Give us a like yes. at Facebook.com slash Sideshow Podcast with Justin and Michelle. Have a great week.